0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 90-Day Challenge Worship in 66. Today is day 32 and the topic is TLC. Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 1. I am a rose of Sharon a lily of the valleys like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my beloved among the young men. I delight to sit in his shade and his fruit is sweet to my taste. Let him lead me to the banquet hall and let his banner over me be love. Strengthen me with raisins, refresh me with apples for I am faint with love. His left arm is under my head and his right arm embraces me. Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles and by the does of the field. Do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Listen, my beloved. Look. Here he comes, leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a Giselle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, peering through the lattice. My beloved spoke and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. See? The winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise. Come, my darling. My beautiful one. Come with me. My dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding places on the mountain side, show me your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Catch us, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. My beloved is mine and I am his. He browses among the lilies until the day breaks and the shadows flee. Turn, my beloved and be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the rugged hills. And there ends my Jill Scott version of our reading today. We're at day 32, and the topic for our consideration, our worship thought, is TLC. Every year during the month of February, I go to the store to pick out a few Valentine's Day cards. I have the routine down pat. This particular Valentine's Day around 2009, however, was important. It was the first year I was purchasing a Valentine's Day card as a married man, but I wasn't as prepared as I normally am. I waited until the last minute to purchase my cards, so I'm rushing. I've got dinner on the stove and candles burning back at home. So, Sean, you've got to hurry up in and out. Don't stop to talk to people about Jesus. Nothing. This should only take two minutes. I race into the store on February 14th. The automated door swish open. The lady on the loudspeaker announces, ladies and gentlemen, the store will be closing in five minutes. I panic. I run faster. I'm flustered. I think to myself, why do all the store announcement people sound like flight attendants nowadays? And why do flight attendants sound like robots and who made up the requirement? Sean, not now. You've got no time to analyze the small things. Okay. All right, fine. I gather my thoughts and sprint over to the card aisle like a shopper on supermarket sweep. Great show. When I finally get there, I see five empty shelves. All of the cards were sold out. My life is over. Bummer. That's all I need. It's February fourteenth. What is a man to do? I have my moment. I look around for any sign of poetic love. Negative. The only cards remaining are these blank little one ninety nine Valentine's Day cards with the little white naked Cupid and the bow and arrow. But I didn't feel like writing a profound message. Besides, I'm buying the card and they want to charge me for the blank space. Give me a break. I turn around to walk out of the store and in bold red letters, I see these words peering down from a really big banner. Will you be my Valentine? I felt God. It was the scariest thing ever. For a second, it felt like the banner was talking to me. And here I am in a store on Valentine's Day, no card in my hand, no clue what to do next. And this announcement, flight attendant lady screaming to the intercom. And I get that tingly feeling most people only get in church. I sense God's presence. The banner was so striking, I nearly bumped into it, and now it was haunting me. At this point, you think I'm crazy, I'm sure, but someone reading this or hearing this knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's kind of like that picture you stare at while you're getting your nails done, and then you look up, and the picture is staring back at you. So you slide to the right, and you look back quickly, and it's still looking, staring, haunting you. So you shift one more time to the left and bend down four inches, and when you look up again, Mona Lisa is still gazing, eyeball to eyeball. Scary, right? Well, that's what this banner seemed to be doing with me. Now I'm a little freaked out. I say to myself, leave, Sean. Just ignore it. But I don't. I can't. Like the idiotic people we see on scary movies who run upstairs instead of out the door, I tiptoe closer toward the banner instead of running away. Typical. I read it again. Will you be my valentine? I whisper to myself, me? And out of nowhere, I hear some lady in Four yell, yes, you! My heart stopped beating. My throat is now dry. I swallow hard, go... "Mm." Excuse me. Did that really just happen to me? I I promise it happened just like that. So now I'm nearly speaking in tongues. I knew she was probably talking to someone else, but the timing of it all convinced me of something far greater than mere coincidence. God was really talking to me somehow, some way in this aisle. God was using that banner and that lady to speak to my heart. But for what purpose? Was it just about Valentine's Day? Should I have just purchased the 199 Naked Angel card? Of course not. God was trying to get me to write this letter to you, all of you. It was a call to worship right in CVS. When I got home from that moment, I paused everything and started writing a letter. God literally took my hand and began to write. Then I stumbled on Song of Solomon 2 and 4, which says, He brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me is love. I know that Song of Solomon is comprised of eight chapters of love poetry. I know that it is a collection of poems not meant to be dissected or taken apart. I also know that at bottom, Song of Songs explores the human experience of love and sexual desire. But in that moment, I felt like God was sending me to Song of Solomon to express his love for us. He was using this verse to communicate his intense desire for us expressed in his constant seeking and finding us. This was the letter I penned some 12 years ago, and I still believe after all this time, God's banner over us is love. Hey, you. Yes, you. I promise I won't take up much of your time. I just had to step into your reality and speak to you heart to heart. I want you to know that I see you. I hear you, I love you. For the past few months, you've been asking me a lot of questions. It seems like everyone else is living life to the fullest and here you are faced with trial after trial after trial. You feel forgotten about, empty, lost. If the child isn't misbehaving, then the bills are never ending. Your job situation is shaky. The lonely nights are overwhelming. You're tired, you're really tired. You are so weighed down sometimes that you can't even find time to cry but i see you i hear you i love you above all else i know you you know why because i made you i made you before you knew how to make a mistake i designed you before your mother considered aborting you i knew you and i know you you've been hurting so many times You're tired of the lies, the schemes, and the performance. You're at a place in your life where you don't even want a spouse anymore because love has violated you one time too many. You're wishing for authentic love, understanding, hope. For one time in your life, you just want to know that this love thing is real. Does that sound about right? Keep reading. Here's the good news, though. I am love with a capital L. Love is my middle name. I am the love that will never leave you out to dry. I am the love that will introduce you to a better way to identify lowercase love. Love is who I am. Everything else outside of me is imitation. I am love and I want a one-on-one relationship with you. I want to make you smile. I want you to find fulfillment in me. I want to be in your life to make you better, not worse. So today, I make a bold step and I ask you nervously because you have rejected me so many times before, will you Be my Valentine. Will you allow me into your heart once and for all? Will you accept the truth today, this day? What is the truth? I'm so glad you asked. The truth is I created you to enjoy life and to never be sad. The truth is your ancestors, Adam and Eve, chose to eat from a tree that I warned them not to eat from. And ever since, sadness has spread throughout the world like an infectious disease. It's not your fault you were born like this which is why I had to do something about it. I sat in heaven and I watched creation's light get dimmer by the second all of you were spiraling down, closer to destruction than you were toward destiny. Creation was going to hell. I couldn't sit there on my throne and do nothing about it. So I was moved with compassion to step into your universe. I clothed myself in flesh and I was commissioned by my father to enter the world so I could become your Valentine. But this love story had a melodramatic twist. I had to die so that you could live. I knew I had to, but I wasn't sprinting toward the cross to do it. I knew they would beat me. I knew they would spit on me. I knew they would mock me. But as I swallowed every whip, every slice, every puncture, oh yeah, they platted a crown of thorns and jammed it onto my head. As they did all of that, I thought about you. Yes, you. I wish I could tell you I felt every slash, but the truth is I didn't. I was so distracted by your face inside of that invisible frame. Before I knew it, they had drilled a few nails into my hands. And I was pinned to a cross like a thumbtack pressed up against a wooden bulletin board. I had a bird's eye view of persecution, but I had a love's eye view of forgiveness. I gave up my life. They didn't kill me. But obviously, I'm not dead if I'm writing you now. You want to know what happened? I died. And on the third day, I resurrected. After I rose, I walked around. Walked around to show some people what had happened. And then after a few weeks, I returned back to heaven. I I don't want to bore you. I tend to ramble when I'm nervous. So let me just cut to the chase. I want you to be mine forever. I want to bring you with me to my father's house so that we can be one. I want to love you guide you, help you. That framed picture I saw over 2,000 years ago during my field trip to Earth, that was nice, but I want to meet you face to face. The only way that can happen is if you give me a chance. Let go of those old clothes, believe in me, and then join me and the angels for a cup of tea after your life audition is over. My banner over you is love. My banner over you is love. My banner. 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 Over you is love. Over you as love. Over you is love. My banner, my banner over you, over you, my banner, my banner over you, over you, my banner, my banner over you, over you, my banner, my banner over you, over you. As I read these words all over again. All these years later, I can't help but cry. God loves us. God loves you. You're not here by accident. You're not listening to this moment because of luck. His banner over you as well. So receive the love. Let it wash over you as you cry. Receive the presence of the Lord, hugging you when others have dropped you. The beauty of Song of Solomon is that it gives us permission to love out loud. The opening poem introduces us to the basic theme of this book. The young woman delights in her man, a shepherd. She isn't married, but they are engaged and they can't wait to be together. The woman calls out or wakes up from a dream and more than once they find each other and embrace. Pastor Tony Evans calls this book the lover's song. According to Evans, Song of Songs is about God's love expressed in human relationships because love is a big deal to God. And Solomon provides scriptures about how that relationship unfolds, including the physical and sexual part of relationships. As you read today, think about who you can give a little more TLC to. Who has God blessed you with that you may have taken for granted? These individuals may be a spouse, a significant other, a long distance friend, a sibling or a cousin. Water that garden today. Remember that worship is about loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. The two go hand in hand. So extend some TLC to someone special in your life. Be creative, be thoughtful, be intentional. And as we end this worship thought today, let us bask in the love of God for just a moment. Let's meditate on the love God has revealed to us through Jesus. And let us give thanks for the sacrifice of our Lord and savior. As I sit down to consider the extent of God's love, I am ushered into the courts of repentance. I am brought low into the basement of humility. The towering twins of grace and mercy shadow me. The beauty of God's holiness blinds me. I forget to remember the pain I once felt. This is what it means to be loved by God. I am given a raincoat to protect me from the storms of life. The abuse I once endured slowly fades away. I am loved by God and I am in love with God. I am loved by God and I am in love with God. I am loved by God and I am in love with God. This is what it means to be loved by compassion himself. To be loved by God is to always be on the mind of the Creator. To be loved by God is to be accepted into the fellowship of divine friendship. To be loved by God is to be liked by God. Whether you know it or not, your entire life will change when you fall in love with Jesus. One touch from God's love garment will heal the hurts of yesterday. One taste of God's homemade love soup will leave you hungry for more. One word from the mouth of God will inspire you to want to know the heart of God. And this is what it means to be loved by God. So what is your worship work today? Remember that worship is about loving God and neighbor. So with that in mind, extend some TLC to someone in your life. Be creative, be thoughtful, be intentional. The recipient of this love may be a spouse or a significant other. The special gift you give may be a poem written or a purchase made. It could be a son, a daughter, a pastor, a friend. But make sure it's tender, it's caring, and it's loving. Because our vertical relationship with God is reflected in our horizontal relationships with others fall in love with Jesus
1: falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus Jesus. was the best thing I've ever, ever done. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. was the best thing I've ever, ever done. In his arms, I feel protected. In his arms, never dance, connected, no, no. Can I hear you sing it? Sing it with me till I come on rather be current. there is no place there is no place there is no go 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 let us have that did it there's no place we'd rather be
0: It's all right to lift your hands and praise Him. Yeah, it's all right to lift your hands and praise Him. Yes.
1: on oh, Begin to reverence the name of Jesus.